how'd Thanksgiving go for you? I'm, I'm literally just asking, and, and think about it, because I think, you know, that holiday goes different for, for different groups of people. Mine was all right. I mean, I battled kind of the annual depression that I do, and I gotta be honest, at least I kind of stepped in there with a little bit of self-care, which if you've followed me for any length of time is not my best strong suit here. But I got to thinking about it, right? Because, like, fortunately, like, the, the weekend did not pan out like I wanted it to. I thought, you know, I'm going to be away from work, and I'm going to be able to sit down and work on the novel, and then work found its way in very quickly and kicked down that wall. And, uh, you know, it kind of threw me off a little bit. And the funny part is I sat there for a while, and I kind of blamed my job. Like, I absolutely dove into this. I blamed my job for why I didn't get my novel done. Why I didn't get that writing, that big writing blitz I was planning done. I blamed my work. I totally did, man. Like, I was, I was right there. Something came up. I had to get involved in handling it. We got involved in handling it. And I was like, you know whose fault this is that I'm not going to get this blitz done. It's my work. I wrote it off. And I wrote it off because it was me being lazy. I was in depression. And I just wasn't owning what was actually happening. I wasn't going, man, I'm depressed. I'm not in a great fucking place right now. I got to figure some shit out. I, I just, instead of owning that, I blamed my work. Right? Instead of owning it, I blamed my work. And that was easy. And look, it's easy to blame your work, right? It is. It is absolutely easy to blame your work. You know why it's easy to blame your work? Because it's your work. Okay. And, and, and work is like the great scapegoat for everything. But I wanted to talk, when I got to thinking about it, I got to thinking about like self-care and things like that and, and people and, and priorities and, and all this stuff. And I came to, to like a, a couple of really good observations that are like coming out of Thanksgiving, you know, like, and, and some of it's pretty simple, right? Like you're responsible for your own self-care. Like you are, that's why it's called self-care, right? So you know what nourishes and helps you and you need to do that. And there's a fine line between, you know, nourishing and, and taking care of yourself with self-care, like doing things that are good for you that help you, and like fucking not doing things that help you and just kind of falling into your little pit and, and indulging. And there's nothing wrong with indulgence, by the way. Indulging a little bit is fine. But indulgence and self-care are not exactly the same thing. They're not. And so I fell a little bit more into the indulgence over the over the Thanksgiving holiday and, and didn't get any work on the novel that I really wanted to get done done. But oddly enough, I came out in a better mental place and, and I did figure out some shit. So November's been really crazy. I probably need to sit down and work on the novel again. I may have to take December off from social media too. I'm not sure. Um, or maybe I just need to adopt the idea that instead of trying to take time off and then like really grind out a novel, just work on the fucking novel. I don't know. There's a lot to it. But the big thing that came out of it is I wanted to talk, because this was me and a couple of people I talked to, I wanted to talk about, like, when you're a writer, when you're a creative, there are two groups of people that you're going to find in your life, right? I, I was thinking about this a lot. There are, there are these two different groups of people, and, and you have to learn how to work with each group of people, right? Like, you, you have to learn to work with them, because there's no way you're not going to be able to live with both of them. Like, you have to live with both of them. You have no choice. So if you're going to get things done, you've got to learn to like navigate and balance these two groups of people. Oh shit, he said balance. You can't attain balance. I heard the coach say so. I ignore it. So I, I kind of want to focus today on this thing that kind of came to me last week, this idea of, of the two different groups of people, right? 
So the two groups of people that you're going to encounter as a creative are the friends, the family, the nurturers, right? These are the people that are going to love you no matter what and put up with this insane, you know, Don Quixote trip down the fucking road of fighting windmills and trying to become something because you love it and this kind of passion that you're into. That's one group of people, right? They're there. They, they love you no matter what. Everything you do is great. They're, they're your cheerleaders. The other group are the people that legitimately don't give a shit about you. Okay? And they don't care because they have their own things to care about and your thing doesn't fall in. These are your bosses. These are sometimes your coworkers. These are a lot of people. They're not bad people. They're not bad people. It's too easy to assume they're bad. They just don't care about what you're doing because it's not their goal and some people can only focus on one damn thing at a time. That's it. That's the reality, right? These aren't bad people. These are just people that can only really focus on one thing at a time and they've got their thing. They've got their company or they've got their job or they've got whatever the hell it is and that's what they're going to look at. And your thing is meaningless. Your emotional well-being to them is meaningless. Right? They like it's not that they wish you harm. It's not that. Don't think that they they're oh they're evil. They're not evil. There really are no absolute evil human beings. Okay, there may be like one or two in history. But but most people are tragically not absolute evil. It would make the shit way easier if they were. Most people are just caught up in their own stuff. Right? And, and this is that group. So you got the people that are going to nurture you, that care, that are invested in you, and then you have the people that don't care. And I can already hear the pushback from people going, no, I care. No, you don't, because if you cared, you wouldn't be in that group. We'd know who you were. That's the thing, man. Nobody wants to be in that I don't care group, and it's okay to be in it. It's just, here's the reality of the I don't care group. These are people that, for whatever reason... The things you're doing, your well-being, all that stuff doesn't matter except in one dimension, right? So take, for example, your boss. Your boss doesn't care on average about your novel. They care about you being well enough to do the job that you've been hired to do. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I know it sounds callous, and maybe on some level it is, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the reality of it. They don't care. And the sooner you own the fact that they don't care about it, the happier you're going to be, I promise you. See, that's the secret. The secret to the don't care group is to acknowledge that they don't care and push them to the side. Right? Give them what you're required to give them and then put the rest into something else. Because you can go insane trying to get your boss to give a damn. I promise you, you can you can go insane trying to get that friend that just doesn't, like, that isn't that good a friend to give a shit. It's not going to happen. Won't happen. You will bend over backwards and lose your damn mind trying to make somebody care about something they're just not going to care about. Just accept it. Right? The only reason those people are a problem is because you allow them emotional rent. They, they are renting fucking space in your mind and in your heart and all your effort and shit. They are getting energy from you for no good fucking reason. Right? Now, don't get me wrong. 
I'm not saying these are negative people or people who are hurting or anything else. I'm saying these are people with their own goals who don't give a shit. Some of them are going to be the most positive people you've ever encountered. They're going to buy into that power of positive thinking bullshit, and they're going to run that path. Having compassion for people and getting people out of your life that don't give a shit is very different. Right? And you're obviously not going to be able to get rid of them. Like, good luck getting your boss out of your life. They have a part of your life. But you do need to set those boundaries, and those are the boundaries for your boss. Right? We get this weird American work ethic idea that because somebody is paying you for your time, then they're entitled to the entirety of it. And that's just not true. They're entitled to the time that they're paying you for. They're not entitled to every minute of every day. I was in the military, for God's sakes. Those guys were entitled to every minute of every day, and even they gave me time off. You know, so that's that's the thing. You've got to get that your head around this idea. Set your boundaries for those people. Don't give them the energy. Don't give them the effort. If you need to work out to be an effective writer or creator, if that's like something you need is that outlet for physicality, whether it's hiking or you go on a bike ride or you lift weights or, or you swim, whatever it is. If you need that, then why are you letting people that don't care start telling you whether you should have that or not, right? Don't. Just do your thing. Do what you need to do to stay healthy, to keep yourself in a good place, and move the shit on. They have nothing to say in it. In the end, they don't have to live your life. They don't. They pay for a certain amount of time, and that's fine. But in the end, they don't have to live your life. So keep it that way. There's that group, right? We talked about the second group first, the people that don't care. It's okay to not care. It's great to not care, because then I know I don't have to waste the damn time trying to convince you too. Not everybody gives a damn about what you're trying to accomplish. You can feel however you want to feel about that. My recommendation is that you let those people go. Just let them go on about their day. Interact with them how you have to interact with them. And, and then move on. But make sure you got those closely defined boundaries in your life. True fucking facts. But then we get to that first group of people. The people that care and nurture you. And this is where it gets tricky. Because we tend to take out... We tend to take out... The, the, the aggression and the anger and the angst that we feel towards people who don't give a shit about us on these people that do. Right? We tend to get upset. We tend to carry that ball home with us. We're, we're, we're angsty. We're pissed off. We're blah. And, and we're there because we don't establish those boundaries. And so we let these people that really don't think about us a second time get into our heads. And so we're not working on our novel or we're not working on our painting or we're not doing this or that thing we want to do is here and we're not working out and we're not eating well and it's also it's his fault and now I'm going to shit on my person who cares about me. Stop. Right? We talked about setting those boundaries and letting the people that don't give a shit about you live in those boundaries. Do it. What do you do about the people that care about you? Here's a suggestion. It's a little hokey. But hey, you know what? The reason things are hokey and cheesy is usually because they're kind of saccharine and they, they kind of make us feel better. Because we do, man. Like there's a reason we all want chicken soup when we're sick, right? Do you really think there's a healing power to chicken noodle soup? Or do you just think you're associating it with a memory? Me, when I'm sick, I like to get some ginger ale. I got that memory from childhood. It makes me feel better. Is the ginger ale actually fixing shit? No, not a bit. But it does make me feel better and that counts. 
So the hokey suggestion I have for the people that care about you is I want you to sit down and I want you to write them a letter. Tuck it in a Christmas card. Put it with their Christmas gift. Do something. Make it their Christmas gift. I don't know. Frame the son of a bitch. And sit down and write them a letter. And this is if you're a creator or you're not a creator. I don't, I don't care. Just if there are those people that are there, sit down and write them a letter. Say, dear so-and-so. Right? Dear Bill. Dear Bob. Dear whoever. Right? Thanks. I understand that sometimes my flights of megalomaniacal bullshit get out of hand. Because I'm a creative and I love it. And my creations are my children. And so I fight for them incredibly hard. And I care about it when things are happening for and against them. And sometimes, dealing with this world, I get borne down by people that don't give a shit about me. And those people that don't really care about me beyond my functional existence and their plans... Well, I take it out on you, and I'm sorry. And thanks for reading the draft of my novel, or taking a look at my paintings, or always encouraging me to do that, or finding time and space, or trying to figure out how the fuck to deal with my crazy ass. You know, just insert whatever it is there. But take a minute and do that for them. Shit, or just say thank you to them. I don't know. Go simple. Go minimalist. But the people that nurture you, that care, and, and I do this, and I'm telling you this, like, this is Confessions of a Working Writer, and I'm telling you, I'm not always the best person in the world to be around at home. And I'm not always the best person to be around at home because I let things like work get in my way and piss me off. And it carries over into my evening, and then I'm an asshole. And my poor girlfriend has to sit here while I'm being kind of a little snarky asshole. I'm not abusive, I'm not violent, but I'm a bit of a snarky asshole. So it's that kind of thing where tragically you can just be irritated and pissed off, but there's no real dramatic reason to hate my guts. And the reality is the only thing that's going wrong is I'm not telling people that they can't have that time. They can't have that time, that's all I'm not doing. You know, they say that the key to successful people is they say no. They do. They say the key to a lot of successful people, Warren Buffett and all these guys, is that they say no a lot. Which is true. They do. They say no a lot. They focus on their thing. And when everyone's like, oh, but do this thing. They're like, no, nah, no, thanks. Right? No, no, I got to do this. No, no, no. Help me out here. No, nah, I got to do this. No, no, no. You got to do that. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I got it. No, 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 no. Right? That's what we do. That's that's literally where we go. Yeah, that's where we go. That's what we do. No, 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 no. Let it go, man. Right? Like, say no. You know? If you like your job and you're finding your job, then do your job. If you don't like your job, quit your job. Or set the boundaries for your job. You don't have to take on extra shit. You don't. Just say no. That's right. Just like drugs. Just say no. Okay, maybe not. I don't know. Some of us might have had a different experience with that. But just just say no more often. The reason they get things done because they say no, the thing that they forget is that all those successful people said no so they could focus on the things they were passionate about and the things they wanted to pursue and the, their projects. That's what they said no to preserve. 
right? They didn't just say no because they're dicks. They said no because they had other stuff going on. And honestly, I'm, look, I'm telling you right now, I need to be better at saying no. I say yes to a lot of crap that I can't stand. Because I was in sales, and if you read sales literature and entrepreneurship literature and all, you're supposed to say yes to everything. Because the more you say yes to, the more stuff you can get done. You'll get all these experiences, and everything will be great. You say yes to everything. Okay. Say yes to things that are life experiences. Say no to shit that's going to make you work on somebody else's project more than your own. And look, I think I came up with a rule. But like anything I say, if that doesn't work for you, fucking ignore it. Because I hate the idea that I'm somehow, some way, part of the hard and fast rules. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot, guys. It's like, you know, nurturing people, love them, take care of them. People that don't care about you, all right, cool. I did my part, I'm out. I'm not St. Matthew, right? There's no angel wings sprouting from me. I'm not here to save everybody. I'm not. It sounds callous, but it's actually really true. Like, it's not my obligation to make everybody's everything work better because I'm in proximity to it. I have things I want to do, too. And you know what? If those things are going to get done, you got to do that. You got to you got to make that work. So if you're out there and you you had the same Thanksgiving that I did or, or you're having the same month that I did or you're having anything that way and you're not getting done what you wanted to get done because of this, that or the other and people that don't care are kind of taking up your time. Just say no. Right? Do the nine to five, clock out of your job, and then sit down and work on the novel. And at 6.15, when work tries to intrude, go, no, 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 my time. You got your time. I'm clocked out. I'll see you tomorrow. All those boundaries and those borders, guys. That's the, that's the only way it works. And if you're one of those people that loves to quote those little studies and be like, well... Successful business people say no a lot, but then you expect people to say yes to everything you said, then go F yourselves. Because that's just hypocrisy of the first fucking order. I have orders of hypocrisy, by the way. First order hypocrisy is intentional bullshit, self-serving hypocrisy. Order two is like common human hypocrisy. Being, being a hypocrite of the second order is just being human. Being a hypocrite of the first order is what we say being a douchebag. Okay. Well, now that we've talked about hypocrites of the first and second order, douchebaggery, and the two types of people in your life, I feel like I kind of got a lot of shit off my chest, so thanks. You know, we're going to go into this. It's December time. Let's end 2020. Dear God, let's end 2020. And go into something better. Jesus. Hopefully we all make it. Let's start this run. Tomorrow's December 1st. Let's get it going. Till then, I'm Matt. Just a working writer, and this has been another one of my long, rambling, quasi-coherent confessions. I'll see you guys next time.